Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode of Wrestle Ramble is sponsored by Wrestling Arcade's Kickstarter project Pro Wrestling's Greatest Moments, a pixelated guide. Wrestling Arcade is a fantastic Twitter account, which I've been a fan of for years, that recreates classic wrestling moments in glorious 16-bit graphics like the Super Nintendo and Mega Drive, or the Sega Genesis for our American friends. You know, the golden age of video games. You may even recognize Wrestling Arcade's work from the intro of Being the Elite, and now Wrestling Arcade have launched a Kickstarter for a coffee table book version of their work, which will cover classic moments from WWE, WCW, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, New Japan, NXT, AEW, and more. The book will contain nearly 400 pages of moments hand-created in pixelated goodness. The book has already had support from the likes of Sasha Banks, Zack Ryder, Joey Janela, and Kenny Omega, so why not show your support too? Head on over to WrestlingRK.com for more more information. You can support Pro Wrestling's Greatest Moments, a pixelated guide from as little as six bucks. So support Wrestle Talk and support Wrestling Arcade. That's WrestlingArcade.com for more information. Support Wrestle Talk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by El Fakador Laurie Blake. Hi, mate. Hey, man. How's Sorry, it going? I just put my phone on airplane mode. <laughs> <laughs> Really, really prepared. Today. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, super, super prepared. I felt like I've been a bit sort of ramshackled today because I had to go pick up the magazines from the Prince Charles Cinema, mm-hmm. which have been there for two months. Yeah. When we did our last live show there. Classic us. Classic, classic us. And I was like, oh, I really should go get those picked up. And I was like, <laughs> well, I'm not making a video today. I'll go get them now. And I feel like because then I didn't get into the office until 12. I've just, I don't know, I've just felt like I'm really off my game at the moment. Just smashual, smashual Thursdays. Smashual Thursdays. No, Someone's just messaged me going like, have we done this yet? And I was like, 
Oh no! <laughs> oh was god! I, was I supposed to have done that? What's but then happening? I'm like, no, no, it's fine. Mm. We haven't quite signed off on things yet, so it's okay. Um, so yeah, so I've just sort of sat down here on my own for a bit. By the mm. way, again, those magazines—they are heavy. Mm. That is a big old box of magazines that we oh, yeah. did not sell. No. And it was trying to carry that down towards Shaftesbury Avenue was so heavy. Mm. And then I got into my taxi and because um, I'd been told I need to go to like the end, go towards like um, Waldorf Street and get the taxi there. Right. So I went to Waldorf Street, got a taxi there. Taxi guy pulled up and he's in a panic oh, because no. he's pulled up towards Chinatown. He's like, I can't drive through here. If you haven't got a special permit... You can't, you can't drive through these areas. And I'm like, I didn't know. I was just told to get in. It was like, it's like, oh, man. And he was just really flustered. And I was like, I've got to get these magazines in the boots. We put them in the boot. And he's like, right, if that guy over there moves, because it's like, it's a one street thing. Yeah, yeah. And there's, and there's trucks and stuff that are trying to get down. So there are these big garbage trucks trying to get past him. And he's sort of like pulling more and more onto the curb to like uh... let them pass. He's like, if this guy can move, then I can turn around. And this guy wouldn't move for ages. Even though he had people in the car, he'd already picked them up. So my tax driver just started swearing at him and just hurling abuse <laughs> at this man. And then the guy moved and he was just shouting him at him, at him even more. And I'm in the back sweating because I'm getting like anxiety sweats now. And I'm just like, I've made, it, I've made this man's day terrible. Mm. Like, this, is, this is all my fault because I got a taxi here. God damn WrestleTalk magazine <laughs> ruining people's lives. It just ruins people's <laughs> lives. But it's also a great magazine. You should go and buy it. And then at the end of it, when he finally decided to, and he tried to turn around, but there were other cars coming up. And this sort of uh, garbage man was there going like, what are you doing? Mm. And he's like, I can't go through that. And he's like, yeah, you can. Look at all of those cars that have gone past you, that have gone down there. He's like, they've got permits. Like, they don't need a permit. Just go down. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, thanks. Beeping horns everywhere because we were now blocking traffic. Yeah. Just drove down. And I'm like, I don't think this guy's ever been into central London before. Yeah. That, that was the impression that I got because these were the reactions I would have. He's confused the congestion chart with a permit to go to Chinatown. <laughs> yeah. But then he was telling me all these stories about driving through central London. And I'm like, mate, I, I, with your stress levels, I would not drive through central mm. London because it is a stressful no. environment. Now, you being an Uber driver notwithstanding, there's a reason you have lots of stories about driving through central London. It's your attitude towards driving in general <laughs> that is creating situations in which you can make a story out of it. Maybe, yeah. But anyway, it was, it was quite a stressful journey. <laughs> we had to put on smooth FM. Oh, so yeah, to try and it, like yeah. lighten the mood a little bit. Can we, we listen to Whale Song, please? We, we needed some we needed some culture club to yeah. kind of like get us through. Do we need some boy George? Do we do some chanting? Just yeah. some, try not to swear. Um, um, it'll be fine. I tipped him at oh, the yeah. end because I, I did put him out a little bit. But um, anyway, magazines are back now. Well, well there you go. And you'll have we heard can, we can lug them to the next thing. And you will have heard at the top of this episode that we do have a new sponsor in our midst, which is for the Wrestling Arcade book. It is Pro Wrestling's greatest moment a pixelated guide. Uh, you may know Wrestling Arcade. It's a Twitter account that does uh, classic moments from wrestling, but in 16-bit graphics from like Royal Rumble for the Mega Drive or Genesis if you're an American listener. And it's yeah, it's really, really cool stuff. He's really, really creative. And they're releasing a book. Well, he's releasing a book. I actually found out yesterday when I spoke to him. It's just one guy. I was very wow. impressed with the work that he's done. And uh, yeah, so he's, he's going to be doing this sort of coffee table book, 400 pages. It looks absolutely awesome. Um, you, If you're listening to this and you're thinking, I, that sounds familiar, they do the intro to Being the Elite. Um, so if you watch their YouTube show and watch the intro where it's all like 16-bit graphics, that was done by Wrestling Arcade. So head on over to Kickstarter and support their project because it looks really, really cool. But anyway, how has your week been? It's been all right. Yeah, it's yeah. been uh, 
pretty chill. How's Screen Stalker? Screen Stalker's fine. Uh, screen Stalker is fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, screen Stalker's good. We're uh, currently in the process of revamping the content, mm. which you can see the labors, uh, well, the fruits of that labor, or the half formed first experimentation of that labor, more likely tomorrow. Yes. Uh, as we start to move towards a slightly different ilk of content. More on that tomorrow, though. More on that tomorrow, yeah. Head on over to Screen Stalker and get involved with that. Um, But for now, I suppose, let's get into the actual show itself, where... I'll be honest with you, listeners. We were—I was trying to think of what we could do as a title for this week's show, and I was like, oh, "Chain of Basler doesn't draw." We've done the Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. Um, what about this lad here? What about Isaiah Scott? We'll talk about him for a bit. Is he the future of NXT? Here's the show. I really wanted to do how, like, the biggest news of this show is that they've changed the intro and there's no West Side Story bit anymore yeah, when you're yeah, just yeah. standing in a row singing the song together. <laughs> so, finally, that's the big update yeah, for me yeah. this week. But um, this is this is my first episode of NXT I've seen in about three weeks. Mm. And my two-week holiday, and then I didn't watch it last week because of business, business, business. So actually, it's quite nice getting back into the black and yellow brand because mm-hmm. I'm in a scooby-doo what's going on at the moment. Not a lot. Uh, no? Some very good, like, so Io Shirai, Shayna Baszler had a very good cage match last week. We very to... good. Was it worth me going out my way to watch? I think it is. I think it actually genuinely is really well worked, very clever cage match. Comparative to, say, Kofi and Dolph's one. Like, Which I also didn't see. Yeah, that, and that was very, and had a good finish. This was, like, really cleverly plotted and well thought out for throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. and had a really good finish too yeah uh, the first round of the uh, breakout tournament between yes. uh, Angel Gaza and whatever they're calling DJZ now I can't remember oh was it the DJ because I was beyond, well, these names came up and obviously yeah. I, Cameron Grimes was the only one that I actually recognised yeah. because I'd heard that Trevor Lee had changed mm-hmm. his name and I assumed that they were you know, people who have signed fairly recently, but because they've all changed their names, I never yeah. uh, scooby. So DJ- I thought I'll, I'll pause it and I'll find out who's in the tournament. I had no idea. So DJZ is one of them. DJZ yes. is Joaquin Wild. That was it, Joaquin, Joaquin Wild. Wow, it was a really good match yeah. and uh, uh, like a real star-making performance for Angel Garza as well, who just had he just oozes charisma. That man is ACH in the tournament. He is. He's Jordan Miles now. Mm. Okay. Oh, cool. So I imagine there'll be maybe that's the last round of the tournament yeah. of the and first rounds of tournament what does the winner of the tournament get they get a title shot of their opportunity really of their, oh, sorry, the, a title opportunity of their choosing oh cool so they could go for the NXT championship what I say <laughs> they could go for <laughs> they could go for the tag titles if they found a partner or is it it's just very ba- we just assume they're going to go for the North American title I feel like you would assume that they were going to go for the North American title but I mean it doesn't seem like there's any harm in them like challenging Adam Cole and no. being like, let's have an Adam Cole match. But exactly, I think yeah. the I think the final, I don't know how like, how many weeks is it left before Toronto? Because they're currently doing like one one thing a week, so yeah. I feel like we're kind of running out of weeks before Toronto. So yeah. one of these matches will be at Toronto. Surely. Yeah, sure. The final will be. Yeah. Yeah. Randy, when is uh when is SummerSlam? Uh. It's like the 13th, 14th of August, right, something okay. like that. Yeah, I'll find okay. that so yeah, we've got like, we've got all of July and a bit of August mm. left. Okay, yes, we've got six weeks or so mm. to do it. Uh, but anyway, we thought we would talk about of this. Thank you. We, will talk, we thought we'd talk about this uh, 
breakout tournament match. It was between Isaiah Swerve Scott and Cameron Grimes, the uh, former Shane Strickland and Trevor Lee. Mm -hmm. um, Shane Strickland uh, from Lucha Underground, and he was Evolve. I think he was Evolve champion at one point as well. Mm -hmm. Trevor Lee, famously from Impact Wrestling. So it was quite cool, actually, seeing both. We saw Trevor Lee at um, Progress Super Strong Style. We did. Cutting a wonderful promo. Yeah. And flipping to, a bottle. Yeah, and he, he just he casually just flipped the bottle because he was like, I'll come to the ring. And and he landed it perfectly. On the apron. On the apron. And over, like, everyone in the front row got up and went, oh, oh, oh. And he just goes. <laughs> it was so good. And he got, it was, that was a dab for people listening to the audio version. And he cut this amazing promo because he had a match with um, Ilya Dragunov mm -hmm. where he was essentially just like, you and I. We're NXT buddies. Like we're NXT buddies. We're mm. you know we're on the same page. Granted, I'm from the proper version of NXT. Yeah. Because uh, in NXT UK. It was really really good heel stuff. And I um, so Cameron Grimes won the match, which much to the crowd's chagrin because they were mm -hmm. super behind Asias Scott. So he's who I wanted to talk about because yes. holy heckins, he's very good at professional wrestling, isn't he? Though, yeah. isn't he just? I thought they were they were they both exhibited very good things. I think. Big fan of Trevor Lee. Yeah, Trevor Lee or Cameron Grimes was doing a more basic uh, I'm being the heel here version, whereas Scott has very flashy offense. Oh, yeah. And it's really, really cool. There's a moment when uh, so like Grimes is working over him for, for quite some time because he, uh, he hits him with this like really wicked forearm. Mm. And then he's working over him for a while. And at one point, tries to throw him out the ring. And uh, Scott, as I Scott... Throws, goes over, just puts his hands down onto the apron and sort of somersaults over and lands on his feet. Yeah, effortless. Like it ain't no thing. Yeah, like it really, <laughs> it really was no thing at all for him. Yeah, I love this, and this led to like a, um, you, you, they sort of almost did the Will Osprey moment where like they tried to go round and they showed Grimes off on the other side of the ring, celebrating, going, like, the, celebrating to the fans, and then he notices and runs to try and get him, and Scott slides back in and as Grimes goes to slide back in Scott does this amazing little sort of cartwheel on the ropes splash yeah it just lands on top of him as he as he slides in it's really cool I felt like we had this moment when we were talking about um, it was the the fatal four way at Fighter Fest between I'm going to have to run through these names here MJF uh, Hangman Page uh, who else was in that match Havoc Jimmy Havoc Jungle and Boy. Jungle Boy. I was trying to think. It was the it was the fourth one. I couldn't remember. It was yeah. Jungle Boy when he did that cannonball spot. Oh yeah, like sort of like it was a cannonball splash senton thing off the yeah. corner, and you're like, oh, I, I honestly I don't really know what it I was just, just saw. parkour shenanigans. Yeah, and that was the same thing. I, I he did this move, and I was like. I'm not 100% sure what he did, <laughs> but it was cool. Yeah. And I really liked it. And so I was then actually very much surprised when he didn't win because the mm. crowd the crowd really picked up whenever he was on offense. The crowd yep. just instantly bought into this guy as like a made star. Mm -hmm. Just absolutely loved him from day dot. I think my yeah, I think my one thing to say to that would be like it's probably a booking scenario in the fact that they want a big heel. And Lee can cut those heel promos. Lee can cut heel promos. Grimes, and, we should call him Grimes from now on. Yeah, Grimes can cut heel promos, and he's very good. Um, so it, it, and I think if you've got maybe ACH, I feel like might win his match, mm -hmm. and then it's Jonah Rock and somebody else who I can't remember who it is. <laughs> it's the problem when they change the names. Yeah. You just see like this this blank sheet of yeah, names. Just, You're like, mm -hmm. Jonah Rock, Bronson Reed, the. Uh, 
goodness. Yeah, mate. and then what? who is the other one? Randy, can you look it up? Can you do some uh, research for us, producer Randy? Get yeah. on the old YouTubes or the Googles machine for that. What was the question? Sorry, I was who, who's, in the, who's in the breakout who's tournament? In the breakout who's left tournament? in the tournament? Because it's uh, Boa versus Jordan Miles. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know who Bonson Reed is. But it's all right. We've got it's, produ- like, it's like Cluedo. We've and got I, producer I don't Andy. know what the people are called. But I think like you're going to have... You're going to have the big boys match on one side, and then you're going to have the technical yeah. side of things because that's the way the bracket is kind of fallen. So in the, we're going to get this semi-final clash between Grimes and I feel like Jonah Rock would win his match, but I don't know. It might he might be against someone amazing. I don't know. Um, and then you can have a big boy clash there, but I think also just to keep a heel going through the tournament because that's a ve- that's a very Triple H thing to do in a tournament. Oh, like, totally. Yeah. What. Like Pete Dunne is the prime example in the UK. Championship That's a very, yeah. very good point. And I can and like Lee makes so much sense to get like go through yeah. to the final as well yeah. and be like the real cocky heel well, in yeah. the final, and then you have your big baby face win at the end of it. That's the thing. He like Triple H loves to have a very respectful tournament apart from one element, mm. and like and the same as the Cruiserweight Classic with Brian Kendrick. Like Kendrick was the sort of like I'm being the bad boy kind of thing. It's just. There's, he always likes to do that. Yeah, I think Kendrick in that cruiserweight tournament, he was the baby face. He was like in his final run. It was it was after that where he was in the. Oh, bad it was boy after thing. that when he became bad boy. Yeah, but I, I, he did the like sort of roll through uh, flatliner by um, yeah that was cool. Strickland then by Scott, which was really really awesome. Yeah, it was like a little jump up. Whoop, yeah. Hey. And uh, big set out power bomb by Grimes, and then Scott did this sort of like step up drop kick thing that was like really really like it was almost like. Um, uh, oh, I've completely forgotten her name now, but it's it's like the the scorpion kick that she does, mm-hmm. um, and then he does the Fosbury flop, but we get this big double stump by Grimes uh, for as I've written it for a shock win. But really, as you say, it makes sense because someone like Lee, like going through to the final mm-hmm. storyline wise, is perfect booking. Yeah, and I, but the finale of the match, the, the before the double stump was that tilt a whirl slam the oh, back yeah, yeah. flipping slam thing where it just looked like they collided but they happened to do a whole flip at the same time <laughs> I, um, and they, the commentators are just like I think Grimes got the better of that I don't, re- <laughs> I don't really know I'm not, I'm not quite entirely sure. sure what happened I'm there. so sure before we uh, carry on about Scott have you got an update for us Randy? I do so it's, it's Jordan Miles versus Boa uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Cameron Grimes Bronson Reed versus Dexter Loomis and Angel Garza versus Joaquin Wilde can you find out who they originally were? Uh, I can. <laughs> um, <laughs> particularly, uh, I mean, Bronson. I think but well, Bronson um, Reed was Jonah Rock. Yeah. yeah. So while, we're, while you're doing that, let's talk about Isaiah Scott, because he is, mm-hmm. when he came out and he got that massive reaction, you know, for essentially, for his NXT debut. Mm. And I mean, I don't think he'd debut in the three weeks I wasn't here. So I'm assuming this is his NXT yes, debut. debut. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, so he an NXT debut here. And the crowd are instantly behind him. And I just got, those sort of Sami Zayn vibes mm-hmm. of like when the NXT audience can get behind a guy. Yeah. And Sami is the like I think the best example of this. Sami was NXT's boy. He yeah. was their numero uno that they wanted to see all the time. They wanted to see win all the time and they wanted to see him win the big one. And they told this amazing like, you know, years long storyline of him finally getting to the, the pinnacle of NXT and winning the NXT championship only to have Kevin Owens come in and kill Crafty that dream and, you know, and, and crush that dream straight away. But the crowd never stopped loving Sami yep. Zayn. And I think if you kind of give Scott 
a sort of similar push because he's so charismatic mm-hmm. and he's so technically gifted in the ring. You could have your next big breakout star in this because really, like the title of this video is he the future of NXT? Not going by this tournament, he lost. Yeah, absolutely in, in, not, in the no. first round. But that's the shortcut look, to getting the title shot, isn't it? That's yeah. the shortcut to being in contention. You don't want him to win that if you want to give him the Sami Zayn push. Exactly, yeah. If you want to tell the story of, like, yeah, you got knocked out in the first round of the tournament, mate. You're no breakout star. Mm-hmm. But then you can t- and, like, build him as a breakout star from that. I think you can really make a huge star out of this guy in NXT. Yeah, I think he's definitely got that potential, doesn't he? I think it's um, there aren't many people who walk into the like into full sale when people don't know who they are. Like People know who he is, obviously, but like... He's also in a tournament in which a lot of people are quite well known. And he's got the biggest reaction of the four guys we've seen so far. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see if anyone else matches that sort of ovation yeah. that he got on that specific night. Because obviously I think they probably filmed most of this on the same... I would have thought so, yeah. Like on the same evening. So they probably the fans are getting worked up throughout yeah. about all these different debuts. Yeah, it really did feel like that this was instantly... This was their pick. Like mm-hmm. the crowd had already picked the guy that they wanted to win this tournament. So in theory, him losing might make them want to see him more and want to see him win something out of the out, off the back of it. Yeah, I think I'd be interested to see if it's uh, one of those situations as well where he he's not in the tournament anymore and the tournament's going to play through to Toronto. So is he going to get any other TV time in between, or are they just going to keep him off and then bring him back post Toronto mm-hmm. okay. for a big sort of like babyface return? So. Yeah, so the, the tournament's just cause to fill me in, fill the gaps in for me. Is the final at Toronto? I'm I, I'm speculating that it is. Okay, right. I don't know. You don't. I, that is, I think that is, that is the idea. That's the um, idea that ends. But uh, do you want the names of these people? Yes, please. So Dexter Loomis is Samuel Shaw, who was a oh, he was in TNA. TNA. Yeah. yeah, he he had the uh, Dexter gimmick. The the uh, the gut check. He had a he had a gut check winner according to this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jordan Miles is Ach, ACH. Um, Isaiah is uh, Shane Strickland. Uh, Boa is Yanbo Wang, who's one of the only Chinese people who actually stayed on. I think he's the only one, actually. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, Bronson Reed is your mate. What did you say? Isaiah Rock. Jonah, Jonah, Rock. Jonah Rock, sorry, Isaiah there's too many names now. There are, uh, and, and you, they're and, less good. And uh, <laughs> you know, you, knew, you know the rest. Uh, what was the um, Cameron Grimes? Is what did they change Eric Bugenhagen's name to? Rick Boogs. Rick Boogs. Rick Boogs. That is Boogs. so much more rubbish yeah. than Eric Bugenhagen. Rick Bugenhagen would have been fine. Would have been fine like, yeah. if you had to change it to something. Yeah. Eric, no, what, Rick Bute? I can't even remember. It's that Bugs. boring. Well, it could be Bute. But it's weird that he's got the opposite treatment Bugs. to Robert Roode. Like, Bobby Roode went to a more formal name. Yeah. And then Eric Bugenhagen goes to, like, a kiddie, like, it's Rick Bugs. Robert Roode is going to be one of those guys that come the end of this year will all go, God, do you remember his one-week push? Mm. And we're like, oh, I forgot about the Robert Roode one-week push where he had the moustache. Unfortunately, it was all based around his facial hair. And that stuff does grow out. Yeah, it does. Well, yeah, you can trim it down. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. 
Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, right. Let's <laughs> shout out some $25 and above pledge hammers. I'll move that over so you can see that. But, um, so, uh, so, yeah, if you want to get involved with this, head over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk and you can have your name shouted out in the wrestle ramble by these two handsome fellas here and Randy. And we kick <laughs> things off with Jeremy Sporkin, a class today, Smith. Hey! Hey! A cheap pop out of it as well. The Incredible Tarzo! The chairman of the board, Jepperson! There he is! There he is! Leisure Suit Larry! Woo! 24-7 champ, our legend! Woo! Big Sexy, Jimmy Genslinger! Woo! The Redneck, Dennis Hicks! Woo! Michael Plowman, that's his name. His name again is Michael Plowman. Join him, John Iowa. Big Bad, Blake Lloyd. Martin Santoyo, talking to me. Yes, I am. The Perfect Storm, Noah Trombley. Caught in a Travis Webb. Have a cup of tea, Lee. And lastly, I think he's talking to you, Damien Thompson. Thank you all so, so, so much. But uh, Randy Andy Danson, what's heading up in the Super Chats? What is it indeed? We, As usual, we have Tim Arndt uh, is heading us up with So the Forgotten Sons will interfere in the tag title match next week to screw with Regal. Will that lead to a Lorcan Birch versus Forgotten Sons feud? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I didn't really know what was going on in that segment. Well, so last week, 
think of last week. Last week, the Forgotten Sons came out for a match against Street Profits. Street Profits' big return to Full Sail. Uh, and it was a non-title match. And the Street Profits said, ah, you're always banging on about having a title match, so we're going to give you a title match. And then they won. Uh, right. So the Forgotten Sons are annoyed that... They were annoyed this week that Street Profits shouldn't be allowed to make a match. Which okay. was a match that was advantageous for them, but then they got themselves disqualified and lost. So okay. I see what you're saying. It didn't really make any sense. It didn't make a hell of a lot of sense. No. Uh, but I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay, yeah. that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, apparently, the uh, word on the grapevine is that the reason why the Street Profits were on Raw this week is because um, Bischoff's not at SmackDown at the moment. Like Heyman, the word is Heyman's got the advantage because he's an on-screen character anyway, so he's always mm-hmm. at the show. So he's not in control yet, but he is around. Starting to can, plant his He seeds. can plant his yeah. seeds. Whereas Bischoff won't be having his first day in the office until after Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. So Heyman had made the strategic point to have the Street Profits show up on Raw so he can have them as a Raw act because he doesn't want them going to SmackDown. <laughs> and it's because uh, WWE is worried about losing young viewers to AW and they think because Street Profits are young and hip, same as Ricochet, that uh, they're going to push them because they will um, sort of... The, the young viewers will watch that and go, hey, that guy's just like... I mean, I know I look at the Street Profits and go, whoa, I can relate to those guys because I'm a bit of a Street Profit myself. So. You are indeed, yeah, with that nerf... Uh, that nerf throw, that yeah. nerf throwing. Um, what else is going on in the Super Chats, mate? Aaron Watson is next in to say, good morning, gentlemen. It's actually a good afternoon for us, but good morning, Aaron. Says, who do you think... Sorry, no, do you think NXT will eventually be moved to TV or maybe even live one day? Well, that's the. Uh, there's been a lot of talk of that with uh, WWE going over to Fox that mm. NXT could move over to FS1, and I could see WWE doing it as a political play. Yeah. Once AEW announces their TV, because they haven't announced a date yet, and I could see WWE striking up a deal with Fox to put NXT on, on Wednesday night directly against it if it's on like a Wednesday yeah. night. And I think also that, that that's given legitimacy, I think, by Heyman having the Street Profits turn up to Raw with their belts. Mm. I get that like you're trying to get out ahead and like corner this thing, but you're also when the other NXT guys came up, they didn't have all their paraphernalia with them. They were basically barely NXT guys on the show because we'd forgotten all their characters and everything else so they were sort of just like here's some guys that you've never seen before old hardcore WWE audience that watches (laughs) Raw still the only people who are left watching it Um, but yeah this was this was kind of a now I feel like NXT is being brought in to become the third brand that it was always intended to be yeah whether it goes live or not, I think it's a different matter because I think they've got like a nice little setup with their taping schedule that they do to lead up into takeovers. So I, yeah. I don't know if they would go live, live mm. um, on a weekly touring basis. Because they would film it and put it out. Yeah. yeah, because that's the other thing. Well, like NXT is, is a money loser currently. Mm. It yeah. doesn't make any money. Perhaps with the TV deal, there is some money to be put into it. But, but NXT is an investment as a yeah, show. Well, that's right? it. So yeah, NXT, exactly. It doesn't matter if it's a money. The, the show is to give people the exposure for when they go up to the main roster. So there's there's already a pocket of audience that know who they are. So you don't have to build them in comparison to like AJ Styles. You know, like it's very difficult to get over when the show already has Seth Rollins, AJ, Roman, Finn Balor, and all these other guys running around that everyone's really interested in. So when some random turns up, they're like, oh. Who now? I haven't got time for these new people. What's happening with Finn? (laughs) 
Well, where is Finn? Yeah, exactly. Where's Shinsuke? <laughs> yeah. They were on TV last week for a brief moment. Mm. Mm, they were. Uh, Fabio Geronimo, which is a wonderful a name. Unfortunately, name. you've asked the same question as the last guy, but because you... Uh, did donate your hard-earned cash. We can say, my question is to you, is if, w- is if WWE should consider turning NXT into their real third brand show to face AW's Wednesday Night Dynamite. Big fan of yours. Greetings from Brazil. And uh, I will say good luck to Fabio on, well, if he's a football fan, because Brazil are in the Copa America final against Peru this weekend. Obviously, Luke will be cheering on Peru. He had to bring up football, didn't he? he just, no, I'm a boring it, sportsman. <laughs> hey, I was just being nice, <laughs> chomping at I'm the bit. I'm a young kid. Sorry, Fabio. I like the street profits, but I prefer golf. Sorry about them. I'm playing golf with, with housemate Simon on Saturday. That'd be fun for you. Um, will Carpenter says, SummerSlam main event, um, North... Not from Love from North Carolina. So I think he was... What do you think will be the SummerSlam main event? Roman versus Shane. Oh, the showman. The greatest showman. Roman versus Shane. Like, to, to finally though. end this feud. But, crucially... I can see it opening the show. I can't see it ending. No, that's the, that's the, they're the biggest oh. stars, Andy. Of course they've got to main event the Seth show. Seth versus Becky for Maria Kanellis' <laughs> baby. We're going to do Seth versus that's Baron it. again. Yeah. Um, no, Roman versus Shane. I think even if it's not the main event, it'll be pushed as if it is the main Four event. Four out of five and falls match. it mm. will be for the WWE Championship, which Shane will win off Kofi on an episode of SmackDown. Oh, oh, oh. That happens, I quit. I'm hoping that entire plan goes away when Bischoff arrives. Oh, or man. unless Shane forms his own NWO. <laughs> Yeah. What if Eric wins it? What if Bischoff wins the WWE that'll be, title? That would be. We it, just yeah. we just take Shane out of the equation and just put Bischoff in there instead. I like it. Yeah. I'm into it. Let's do three more. For David Arquette. Three more <laughs> for now. Owen Towers says, "When AW start their weekly TV, will you be doing reviews of the shows?" Yes. Yes, we will. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, particularly because. Um, SmackDown's moving to Fridays, and we don't want to work Saturdays, so it will essentially replace the SmackDown reviews. <laughs> I'll do SmackDown for you, Owen. Uh, Mr. Doback says, what do you think about Robbie Eagles joining Chaos? I hadn't heard. This is, this is, I hadn't heard that. Apparently he had an incredible match with Osprey. With Osprey. It's unsurprising. It, got it, was, it was four with and three yeah. quarters. It was with Osprey, and then he defected at the end. Oh, okay. Well, that's news to me. And lastly, and I know we get a lot of uh, silly questions on here, but we're going to go serious for now because... Uh, Ginger says, what is the largest animal you think you could single-handedly cling film to a lamppost? Oh, largest animal you could single... Is the animal... Uh, Alive? Implicit. Is it complicit <laughs> in the plan, or is it... Yeah, I don't want to or am I fighting an animal onto a... Yeah, that, is that really... That changes mm. the question, really, then. Because I, re- I, I reckon I could cling film a beached whale to a lamppost. Single-handedly? Yeah, but I would, just, I would do the lamppost. I wouldn't oh, do the whale. I you'd, like, you'd like taskmaster it and think yeah, outside think the box. Yeah, outside the box, so and so I would the upend whale... the lamppost, and then I would uh, do the lamppost to the whale. Mm. No, but you'd have to get underneath the whale. You could, you could do it no, to the top. you wouldn't. There's so much surface area. Yeah, there's loads of surface area in a beached whale. It'd be fine. I was going to just say, go around one of the flippers. I was going to. I was going to say a panda, but all right. Uh, anyway, we will. Wants to suffocate a get, panda. We'll get on with the rest of the show and <laughs> talk about NXT. So yeah, the show opened. No one is singing the theme song anymore. So instantly, NXT has gained half a star in my books. It becomes mm-hmm. a better show when they're not just oh, standing yeah. there like dorks. Um, but then we did start off with Aaliyah. They dusted her off once again for <laughs> more of a um, push. 
I think. The fart that never dies. Yeah, Aaliyah, she was taking on Mia Yim. Um, Nigel was singing Queen's One Vision. I did enjoy that. That was You were singing funny. One's Vision. Oh, and then, <laughs> I said Renee then. And then Beth Phoenix goes, are you a poet, Nigel? He was like, you idiot, it's Queen. Which <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh. Um, and then, yeah, Yim won. Um, is, is the short yeah, story. Yeah, Yim won in a match that didn't make anyone look good, I don't think. There was, there was the, one, the one amazing bit and the bit that got the biggest pop for this otherwise incredibly flat match in a, a crowd that weren't interested because Aaliyah was in it, surprise, <laughs> uh, was the bit I where like Aaliyah. Aaliyah went to get up and Mia Yim just went at her and she went and jumped out of her skin and ran back to the corner and everyone went crazy. That was great. I just don't, I didn't think this match made anyone look particularly great. Like Mia Yim is fantastic and really good working in certain scenarios this just didn't do it for me I mean I think it made Yim look pretty good because she did beat both of them essentially she did dives onto both of them when Bourne was sort of trying to interfere and then yeah. after the match she threw Bourne into the steps as well so she beat two people and um, I enjoyed that bit at the end I, did, yeah. I just thought the actual work of the match was a bit like all over the place and then uh, she yeah she throws Bourne into the steps and then she goes up to the um, commentary desk fluffs the lines a little bit uh, but challenges Shayna Baszler to the NXT Women's Championship mm. so perhaps that's the match we're going to get at Toronto she's going to whoop your ass yes uh, hit the protect your neck um, yeah so she challenges Baszler so yeah I don't know if we are we getting this at Toronto do we do we know no, or is it I mean we're not going to go to spoiler territory I suppose actually so don't answer that because I have no idea um, but I, assume... I do but I've forgotten <laughs> so. I, I assume that's the Maybe. direction we're going because we'd also like we're moving EO out that picture so she can face Candice right mm -hmm. I think so yeah sounds good uh, we then got speaking of EO a recap of that cage match from last week EO doing like a moonsault off the top of the cage looked really fun actually um, which best, it. really good. yeah yeah uh, and then she turned heel after the match and uh, hit like a suplex onto a seated chair yeah I mean that was brutal the mm. whole the beatdown was horrible yeah and uh, I loved her doing her I read a thing that said like EO's the Japanese EO was using at the end like there's not any words particularly strong enough in Japanese to be considered like too rude for TV but what she was doing was as close as you could get to that like yeah, she was yeah. using very like apparently bad grammar is the worst thing in Japanese <laughs> so she was doing that I love <laughs> Japan so much it was amazing Rusev used to do that apparently yeah when he used to just like be shouting in Bulgarian he was actually just swearing yeah like, with the Bulgarians that it was hilarious because <laughs> no one would notice what mm -hmm. he was doing uh, then we had Kathy Kelly backstage with William Regal, and I've, I've, this is going to be my this is my one complaint about I have about NXT every week is that whenever William Regal gets interviewed, I have to mess around with the volume on my laptop mm. to hear what he's saying, and he has to turn it down when someone else walks into the room. So you got Kathy Kelly walking in and be like, "Mr. Regal, I've really got to ask you about this situation," and Regal will go. Well, I really need to talk about this, but actually, I don't really. I need to talk about the street profits as well and what they're going to do. The Forgotten Sons walk in and be like, Regal, what are you doing? Oh, I don't really know what I'm doing. What do you want to match? Yes, we want to match. I'm like, I'm fighting with the remote control here. <laughs> Stop talking during a sigh, Regal. <laughs> it's weird. So, yeah, I've written here. He says what happened to Candace was bad. Forgotten Sons walk in and talk about making matches. Brackets, ask Laurie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it didn't. About. I didn't. I didn't get it either. Uh, but he, but like the the end, the long and the short of it is, the Forgotten Sons were annoyed that they lost their match to the Street Profits last week, and they thought they should get another title match because Street Profits shouldn't be allowed to make a title match because reasons. Because reasons. Yeah, and he said, "You're at the back of the line now, so 
Tulipip. And then he said only, Lur- only Lorcan and Danny Burch should have a chance. Yes, they're getting a match next week. And um, Riker says at the end that uh, they won't forget yeah. this. But this is, this is also the fallout of the match was that at the end of the match, there's a beatdown on the Profits and Burch and Lorcan run out hmm. to, it, to stop it. Right, and so they, and then there's a standoff in the ring that's a bit tense because Lorcan won't quite give back the belts that they've been holding. Oh, nice! And then Danny makes him give him back, and he goes, "Yeah, but you owe us." Yeah, and it's a bit like, "Whoa, <laughs> Danny like Birch, not the sort of man you want to owe anything for." Absolutely not. No. It's just a really quick job, mate. It's just a really quick job. Just in, a, just in and out, just in and out. Just drive the car. That's all I need you to do. Um, I would love it if this led to a Jackson Riker versus William Regal match. Mm. at a takeover yes that'd be amazing William Regal getting back inside a wrestling ring I bloody love William Regal real man's man oh especially if he came out to that music as well I mean he'll come out to um, then we got actually this is probably my favourite thing on the show this was Adam Cole's Bay Bay Championship <laughs> Celebration Tour Week 2 yep this was Fabulous celebration. Wasn't it? So week one was he was at Download Festival saying he's defending the title around the world. Has Download been in gone? Yeah. Ah. So cool. that's where all the NXT UK stuff was filmed. So right. a bunch of that was from Download. Uh, so yeah, he goes he goes to Download and he defends the title there against Dave Mastiff, I believe. Um, the bastard. Yeah, and then comes back on the plane and he lands and has his phone call with uh, Roddy. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to here, where he's gone to Gargano's Pizza. Yeah, this was great. The legit pizzeria owned by Johnny Gargano's family. Papa, Gava, Papa Gargano. Papa Gargano. And he turns up, says, I've got four pizzas ordered. Yeah. Can you, go, really can you go get them? And it's the, I actually thought Papa Gargano was doing some really solid acting here as well. He recognized him as soon as he walked in, which puts over Cole as a bit of a star. And, mm-hmm. and then like there's sort of like tense moment where he's like, well, I mean, I've got to do my job. Here are your pizzas. But while he's going off to get the pizzas, Adam Cole takes a picture of himself and he pins it up on their Hall of Fame, mm, which, which has just got pictures of Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae and a few other people. Oh, it was amazing. Do you think they took down the Champa ones? If there were any <laughs> Champa ones, like, oh, Champa comes here all the time. Yeah. He's from a nice Italian family. <laughs> yeah, but they might put him back up now that they made friends again. Yeah. And then, yeah, and he says to him on the way out, like, I'll put a picture over there of a, a real champion. Yeah. That was really, really good. And then he goes to uh, the wrestling school that Johnny Gargano visited when he was champion and sort of, like, let them hold the belt and things like that when they were putting over the Gargano's this local hero. And Cole goes there to essentially get this promo being like, no, he's not. He's full of crap. <laughs> He's full of crap with what he said. And he said that seeing Gargano at this school just made me sad. Mm. <laughs> and the reason I brought you these pizzas are, I want you to take some pizza, go home, sit on the sofa, and give up. <laughs> and he targets a guy called uh, Twan, I believe his name was, and said that, you're not going to be an NXT champion. And he's like, I can't if I believe. Like, don't, don't buy into that. Yeah, absolutely, you're not. Look at you. You're not mm. going to be a champion. It was amazing. And he goes, seeing as though I've given you, I know you're paying for wrestling school, but let me give you some free advice. And his free advice was, get out of this school, get out of this town, and find yourself a new hero. <laughs> this was amazing. It was great Adam Cole work. Oh, yeah. I don't even think, I wouldn't even call it heel work. I just call it Adam Cole Adam work. Cole work. This is, he was just doing a very good Adam Cole. This is great. So, but I guess then we are probably leading to Gargano Cole 3 at um, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that seems to be the case. Yeah, seems, that's cool. But you would, you would like, if you were if you were just the bookers after the first two matches, you're just like, well, it has to happen. It's the same with like Gargano Champa last year. You're just like, well, 
I mean, that was so good. Mm. We could do more of this, and there's so much more story to get out of this. We could yeah, easily like, yeah. extend this out. It doesn't feel like it's been artificially extended out. Like, for example, Seth versus Baron has been. Like, that's mm-hmm. been going on since WrestleMania. And it just, it feels like it's never ending. Yeah. Whereas this, I'm watching, I'm like, I could watch this for another well, month. Well, because it keeps stalling as well. There's no, there's no actual, like, of course they were going to have, like, of course Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano are going to have another match because the last one was so good. But they keep finding ways to build the intrigue. I was like, how are they going to get a story going with Johnny again now yeah. that this has happened? Because it would be boring if he just came out and was like, I deserve that title. And it's like, well, you did, lo- you did lose and it's a bit illegitimate. But Cole going on a gloating tour around Johnny's hometown. Oh, yeah. Messing with his family pizzeria. It's like, and that gives him a legit reason to be like, I don't even want the belt anymore. I just want to beat you up. Yeah. I'd like to go to Gargano's pizzeria. I bet it's actually really nice. It's Righam. It's Righam. Uh, then we had uh, Kushida versus Bandana Boy. Uh, it was Jeff Parker, I believe his name mm-hmm. was. But um, Kushida dominated and then won. Squashida. Yeah, yeah Squashida. Nice. It was really good. I, I thought it was, a, it was, it was just fun. It was a very good... Kushida's very good. Yeah, Kushida just went, this is my showcase. Yeah. Here are all of my best moves. It was it was fab. There was oh, the the yeah. arm breaker thing that he did, I loved as well. Like It was like the Pentagon one taken up a level. Because he yeah, did yeah. this whole like... He walked one arm around on itself until he had it in the lock and then just falls backwards. And I love it as well because the commentators were doing a really good job of kind of like putting Kushida over and saying that, look, there's so many people in WWE that want to have a match with Kushida. Like they are coming out of the woodwork to say, Mm. I want a match with Kushida. And that's what Kushida brings to the table. Yeah, I I didn't get, I get, I got that. Like I like that bit of, commentary but then that jarred with me with what they're showing on the screen because I was like well how did he get to the front of the line <laughs> yeah fair enough where, where well, Jeff, Jeff, Boy made Jeff Parker put his name down so long ago like yeah. he was on the mailing list for Kushida coming to WWE well, he, he was like the breakout put me tournament. in I want to know yeah, he couldn't get in the breakout tournament it's fine uh, Kathy Kelly interviewed Tyler Breeze and he said that the Unspeed area wants to take credit for NXT uh, but he needs to give them a refresher that this was once NXT uh, NXT Breeze mm-hmm. uh, before they showed up good stuff from Tyler Breeze he's now in the intro as well of the uh, of NXT so he is definitely back there oh now. yeah oh yeah full time speaking of which so is Killian Dane he's coming soon has mm-hmm. this um, been going on for a while these videos they've had a couple of little video yeah a couple of these little video packages I think actually maybe only one week they had them uh, I didn't I didn't quite catch all of it the last time and sort of missed what the the footage was but they seem like they're doing trouble Z style stuff I don't mm. know it's a bit yeah. odd yeah I mean, I'd be very interested to see what we're doing with Killian Day now that sanity is dead and buried I think I think you will be excited once you have seen it oh yeah having seen the spoilers it's quite fun ooh mm. interesting thank you for the tease there uh, Randy that's nice I'm looking forward to it actually. I mean, I'm a big fan of Killian Dane. It's a different guy. <laughs> that's that's what the. It was like, and it, he was one of those guys where you'd think, I mean, you're you're tailor made for the the main roster, mm-hmm. aren't you? You're such a big dude, and you're so athletic, and you're so like gifted in the ring mm. that Vince should easily fall in He's love with too you. Too hairy. That, but that's yeah. good. Vince doesn't like a stupid. He doesn't like a specific look of big guy, and he doesn't like you know Luke Harper has fallen into that same trap. Eric Rowan is doing well I guess but like he I think he'd easily be on that same list of people who's like he's good if he's a henchman he's mm. not good if he's like the main event guy yeah so Killian Dane will struggle I think in that regard I, I just think he's what so, Lars had so going good. for him was that he was bald and had limited hair <laughs> yeah 
um, big shoulders. Mm. Uh, like he, he was like one of the standouts of that first War Games. Like really, mm. really good. And that ladder match as well, the North American ladder match. He's, yeah. He was amazing in it. He's a good guy to have an NXT as well because obviously he, he's run wrestling schools and done all that stuff. So like it's a perfect place to have him yeah. because he's got so much to pass on. Like Beast of Belfast is coming mm. back. Uh, then we got the Isaiah uh, Swerve Scott versus Cameron Grimes match. And we got a promo for NXT TakeOver Cardiff, a show that no one's going to. Um, and then we got uh, Bianca Belair versus <laughs> the... Um, burial of that. Bianca Belair versus the Pink Ranger. I didn't get her name. She wasn't the Pink Ranger. She was like Mylena from Mortal Kombat. I thought you would have noticed that. Was, the, was that what she was going for? The sort of weird arm... The I just thought arm. she was wearing pink and I was like... I, I didn't even need a name like for her. So it was purple the first thing. Mylena gear. Yeah, we've, I didn't pick up that um, Nyla Rose was a, a Killer Instinct character at mm. Fighter Fest. Which I really should have picked up on. Um, Bianca kind of like she fires off a forearm right at the start because I guess that um, this girl was saying something that she didn't like, and then just started wailing on her. She killed this poor girl. Well, they, was, she uh, shoved her, didn't she? She yeah. like sort of face scrubs her, um, and then Bianca Belair just goes, "Okay, well, I'm going to push you now." Yeah, yeah. And just goes nuts. It's she amazing. Nuts, yeah. It's uh, Pris- Priscilla Zuniga. Is that her name? Was it? Yeah. Cool, thank you very much. She does like squats while doing a press slam and hits two power bombs and her finish for the win. Yeah. Good stuff, actually. I was surprised we got this match because we'd already had three matches at this point and they'd been advertising that the main event was Roderick Strong versus Tyler Breeze. Yeah. So when Bianca Blair came, I was like, wow, we're getting another match in here. Mm-hmm. This is actually really good for an hour show where you've got promos and like the Adam Cole segment, backstage stuff with Kathy Kelly. It's such a... There is not a wasted moment in that hour of NXT. No. And you, you could tell this one as well because watching it, they didn't do any... They Like the NXT, the TakeOver Cardiff thing was the only like WWE internal advertorial stuff that they had. They didn't have anything for T-shirts. They didn't have anything for T-shirts. They didn't have anything for Extreme Rules or, or anything the, like the that. Or the Performance Center like, YouTube the, channel. Yeah, the Performance Center. Like it was, it was, they genuinely used the entire slot for the program. It was a very economical show is yeah. what it was. Um... Yeah, uh, Bianca Belair won. Uh, I don't know where we go with Bianca Belair from here. I think you put her... I think this is the beginning of a holding pattern. Oh, yeah. This is the... She'll do some squashes every so often, and then she'll start to build back in. But they got to do the fallout of whatever happens at Toronto, whatever happens between Shirai and Larray, and then Bianca Belair fits in somewhere in that. But yeah. I guess, like, maybe the Street Profits are going up. If I was Paul Heyman, I'd be like... Her as well. I'm, I'm like, taking Bella with I'm absolutely, you. Absolutely, you absolutely, absolutely would because yeah. she's incredible. So good, and, and I think can, she'll stand like yeah. she'll stand out on that women's division. That's that's the key to it. She will completely stand out from the rest of the pack. And it's and then you go. It's like a fresh coat of paint for mm. a second, and you don't have sort of the stench of the the losing two times to Shayna yeah. Baszler and having to rebuild back in NXT. She would feel you like just, a legitimate ch- challenger to uh, Becky. Yeah, like she really would. Yeah, because you could just do you could do the whole like I get that you're like. The man, and you've got this attitude or whatever. But look at my, look at all of my acumen. Like mm-hmm. this is all of my athletic acumen. I'm not coming here to tell you that you're unladylike or whatever. Plus, you can redo the undefeated gimmick mm-hmm. because you can just say, "Well, NXT doesn't count anyway." So yeah. we'll we'll just start doing your undefeated from now on. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, we got a hype video for Matt Riddle doing some MMA training and being a little bro. I liked this. That was cool. I feel sorry for the dummy. Yeah. Just got cane. It did look like 
And I mean, I don't want this to sound like a slight against He's MMA up a jelly baby. Yeah, it did feel like it was <laughs> he a kid was up a jelly baby. A kid in his room wrestling with a teddy bear. Yeah. Just being like, I'm going to do a wrestle now and just, you know, flipping it over and like, I'm Ryu. On the, I'm away, on the away day, Joe Hendry showed me some wrestling moves. Oh, yeah. Uh, using a pillow. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was the funniest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Someone of his size using a pillow. Just yeah. to, I was like, this is, this is amazing. So look out for our bit of content where we're going to start getting wrestlers <laughs> to do moves on pillows because I just think it would be hilarious. It's really funny. Uh, yeah, and then we've got the announcement, the official announcement next week. Street Profits will defend their tank titles against Birch and Lorkin, which I am very much looking forward to. And then we've got our main event, which was Roderick Strong versus Tyler Breeze. Ty uh, Tyler landed hard on his back on those ring steps from a mm. backbreaker from Roderick Strong. Yeah. Oh, it was like right in the corner. That was a cool spot as well because I like the fact like Roddy sort of sort of slipped off the the steps before and then it sort of like but it was a trick and yeah. it was like he pops up and catches Breeze as he pops up to see where he is and just goes dunk dunk. Oh, did man. you uh, did you see the fan next to uh Roderick Strong and just goes get back in the ring you turd <laughs> amazing um, Breeze did some dives off the apron with like with a forearm and a big super kick to Strong but he hit this super kick um, to Roderick Strong that the commentators were really sort of like trying to cover up for I just figured he kicked him in the back of their head like I thought the idea was he pushed him into the ropes and then kicked him in the back of their mm. head but they were like I think he was trying to clip the foot round I don't, I don't think he hit all of it I wasn't sure what did you make of it I basically missed it I think yeah yeah and I was sort of in between getting I, I actually struggled to get into this match as mm. much as I thought I thought I'd be really into it and it sort of actually felt like filling until oh, yeah, yeah. the Undisputed Era run in actually it didn't have as like it didn't escalate quite the same way that some of the other Undisputed especially Roderick Strong matches have like it didn't have that sort of escalation point where this big thing happens. Mm -hmm. It just I don't know. It didn't do it for me. Weirdly. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was good, but it wasn't like it wasn't a, a great main event. It wasn't like you were just saying then the Io Shirai chain mm -hmm. like go out your way to see this. I don't think I would say to anyone go out of your way to see this. Yeah, yeah. I would probably say go out of your way to see. Um, Isaiah Scott versus Cameron Grimes. Yes, but I don't think I'd tell anyone to go out their way to watch this match. No, it was it was like it, it served the angle nicely. Yeah. I think, um, and puts Roddy firmly in that North American title picture. Yeah, which is the key to this yeah. is they were they're pushing Roderick Strong for this North American Championship shot, and they were saying because he picked up the win at the end of it, and they were like that really does put him now that he's on a winning streak mm -hmm. he really could, should be in line now for the NXT North American Championship yeah. and kind of get some more gold in the undisputed era yeah exactly I think and I think potentially Toronto has the ability to be that show where that is kind of what's on the line strong versus dream yeah yeah strong versus dream well I mean strong I thought it was a big strong dream I thought it was a good show um, a packed show is yes. certainly what I would yeah. say and the hour flew by but it wasn't like an all-time great episode of NXT. No, it, it did sort of enough. It was it was actually very much the, like, we're moving on to the next branch of the story. So this is all kind of um, serviceable stuff that builds people but doesn't actually advance the narrative of NXT. I we're think. we're beyond six weeks Cole, out. Beyond, yeah. yeah, beyond Cole. We're Gargano's. six weeks away from Toronto, so it's that sort of, it's that level of show. Yeah, it's that. We're gonna, now we're going to start to step things up and build yeah. things, you know. 
But as I said at the top of the show, like I think because I haven't been around for three weeks with the the black and yellow brand, it's actually just really nice to be there. I like mm-hmm. being back in full sale and watching the show. And as I said, because it, it's so wonderfully economic, it's an easy watch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was a good show. It's just not a uh, not an all time classic. No, but I think we're going to start seeing the pieces fall in place now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be. Mia Yim will finally be in the room with Baszler. But I'll that's, tell you what, that's the sort yeah, of stuff yeah. we're going to start seeing now. It's like Gar- Cole and Gargano will stare down, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I will say this. This, um, this breakout tournament thing, because I, I had no idea it was going on mm-hmm. until this match started and like the gra- uh, graphics came up for it. Instantly, I'm sitting up and I'm like, well, I love this tournament already. Yeah, it's great. I'm excited to see what this tournament has got because I think that you are using this as a really good way to introduce new stars and create stars out of it and that's great mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm really in for this tournament and I, yeah I think I think the tournament is such a fantastic idea yeah. I think tournaments on NXT are always really good anyway um, but I think this is this this specific one is a great way to use a bunch of guys that we know you've had for ages as well like mm. we know they've all been there for a while we've seen all the pictures of them you know getting their gray t-shirts and stuff so it's good to see them finally being used to do something. And also something that doesn't actually have to impact the wider story you've been telling for a lot longer. But does give somebody a star-making opportunity out of it as well. Because you can win that tournament. And you could go for the North American title and probably win that comfortably and people wouldn't bat an eyelid. Yeah. But you could go for the NXT title and have a losing effort to the current champion that makes people go... Oh, he took him to the limit. Yeah, you look great in the process. Yeah, Actually, I mean, thinking about it, this would be... A much better way to have the Mae Young Classic. Mm-hmm. If you're doing the Mae Young Classic this year, don't give it its own show where you're like loading it all in one batch and expecting people to essentially binge watch it, which is because very f- not everyone's watching the Mae Young Classic. No. But if you put it on NXT where there are more eyes watching it, you might actually get more out of it. Mm-hmm. I think it might be a better use. Uh, but anyway, Randy Andy Edson, uh, what yes. have people sent up in them super chats? Bash through the super chats. Uh, the Gecko17, thank you very much for your generous donation. Thank you kindly. Uh, Craig Brown is in to say, did anyone see Lewis Capaldi coming out to Shane McMahon theme song at Glastonbury? I don't know what who or what a Lewis Capaldi is. Lewis, I did. Lewis Capaldi is a 22-year-old Scottish singer who is uh, sort of a breakout star. Um, he's hilarious on he social is. media as he's well. Just, okay. He's been in a feud currently with Noel Gallagher. <laughs> he so he came out as he came out to Shane McMahon's theme, but dressed as uh, a Gallagher. He looks quite a lot like a potato, but he is just in, just really funny and just sort of seems really down to earth and just kind of like I'm famous, but whatever. Okay. Um, but he, apparently he is a wrestling fan. Yeah. So because he's, well, he's come out to Shane, he comes out to Shane McMahon's. Uh, entrance music at most shows Mm, Um, and someone I know from another YouTube channel on the on the YouTube um, he met Lewis Capaldi at a signing and he went you're that guy from Thingy so he clearly watches wrestling YouTube as well so if you're watching Lewis you're great come do something with us yeah sorry sorry, come hang out sorry I didn't know who you were no and sorry I said you look like a potato (laughs) Um, (laughs) this is why (laughs) this is why just a two-ball guy <laughs> says, for my favorite NXT review duo, keep it up. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's going to be back doing the NXT reviews after mm-hmm. three weeks. It's nice. Uh, Tim Arndt says, heading back to uni next week. You guys are the main thing that keeps me sane. Cheers, guys. No, thank you. Okay. Um, good luck at university. Yes. Yeah. But enjoy it. Studying psychology. Yeah. 
He's studying psychology. Mm, he oh, is. very, very nice. Yeah. I, my university years were mixed. I didn't do very well in like the studying bit. Mixed match yeah. challenge. I had a great time at university, but it was a different time uh, and it cost a lot less to go. So yeah, it was. It cost me a lot, lot more to go. So much less to go. <laughs> oh, it cost Remember, so much less to uh, go. We went to university in a time where they're essentially just throwing money at you to yeah, go. Did was... you want to go to university? Money. Yeah. Damn it. That was, that's how I, I bought a laptop at the end of the year. But I had so much money left, I bought a laptop. <laughs> I bought so many action figures when I was at university. Like I, I used, was, to, yeah. used to work in a toy store and like student loan day would come around and I'd just be like right Dan it's time to get all that stuff that I put aside out and he'd be like right total it all up that's about 450 quid and I'm like put it on my card mate I've got loads of money now apparently yeah. I had to work one three... pound pints as well <laughs> one pound pints, yeah. I had to work three extra jobs at university because that's how little money we had oh I, mean, I still worked I worked mm. at Game Station yeah I worked at Martin Spencer fact, actually, I would and argue... they gave me even more money <laughs> I would argue working at Game Station I did I, I put more effort into working at Game Station than I did in my university degree there were times where I would just like I'd fob off classes just to go and work at Game Station because I much prefer doing that mm. Fair enough. Uh, T.Y. Osohai says, uh, who will be the second biggest start from the Undisputed Era? The second mm, biggest. Second biggest. Good question. I mean, I was instantly going to say Kyle O'Reilly because Kyle. he's so charismatic and he's an incredible, incredible wrestler. But I do wonder if he has got a style of wrestling that's not going to get over on the main roster because it's mm. like really designed for hardcore wrestling fans. Mm. I think... I still think it's Kyle. I, I still think it's Kyle. Like, I think Roddy obviously will have various ins and outs, but he's not—he's not as an amazing heel as everyone else is. So, like, you could go back to being face Roddy, but I didn't really buy into that as hard as I wanted to. Like, he's sort of between—he's like obviously. I think he's probably the great, like the the biggest in ring showman of the lot, mm. in, in, apart from Cole. But I think he's got like that sort of style that would grab a mainstream wrestling audience, especially with all the backbreaker stuff. It's just so yeah. it is just so visceral and so cool. But yeah, I, as a, I think his character work is a little. I'm going to stick with Carl because as soon as he does that air guitar thing with the championship belt, it'll be gift beyond all belief, and then that'll be it. Like yeah. gift for a main roster audience. Uh, Jobber JJ says WWE's making Evolve a big deal on YouTube. Shame I'm watching AW. Speaking of AW, when should they uh, take their product to mainstream? They already have, haven't they? Yes, I thought. Yeah, I'd say they already have. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're they clearly, on they, TNT. The interesting thing is they're clearly trying to diversify and like speak to very different audiences because they're doing like you know Fighter Fest being at the CEO mm -hmm. uh, fighting games tournament. Like it's. They're clearly trying to like. There's obviously overlap there, but it's not one to one overlap. So they're trying to bring new people in through other avenues at the same time as doing a regular sort of like hardcore wrestling show and be like, well, you, you know, you yeah. really like this. I'd, I'd say them going on to TNT, them striking up deals with ITV and being with Bleacher Report and yeah. things like that. I think they already are mainstream. Yeah. I, th I mean, it's. I think it's. It's hard to argue they're the second biggest wrestling company in the world at the moment. Mm -hmm. The Gecko17 says, Hi, gentlemen, I love your content. My question is, if you could have two guys on the main roster have an NXT-style match on a takeover, who would it be? Oh, that's really good. Seth and Finn. Ooh. Or Finn and Shinsuke. Ricochet and Finn. Good shout. AJ and anyone. <laughs> Joe and Ricochet. Jo Dana Brooke and Mandy Joe. Rose. For go, 25 man. minutes. 
Ember could carry mm. Dana Brooke. Sasha and Asuka. Sasha and Asuka is a great show. Mm. What's the latest? Have we heard anything from Sasha Banks? Uh, she is on. She's filmed some stuff for 2K20, so people think she's coming back. Right. Possibly to like help Bailey and Alistair something. Black AJ. Good shout. Great oh, shout. Got there in the end. Oh, just a two ball guy says, I just became a newly minted $25 backer. Nice. How do I get my shout out nickname to you? Uh, also, I'm enjoying the loads of new content. You guys are the best. To be honest, mate, you've already got it, really. If yeah. you're a two ball guy, you're just a two ball guy. Just a, a classic just, two ball guy. Just a guy. classic two ball guy. Um, yeah, uh, well, do, you'll go onto the, the shout outs list. Yeah. Um, so we kind of we spread them out over videos, and you'll have your name in, in one of the videos eventually. William Buena, thank you for your donation. At the end of the month. Mm. TYO So High says, Do you think why one wild card every week should be from NXT? I, well, we don't have wild cards anymore. That's not a thing. Mm. They're just everyone's just on across the brands now. There's no mention of wild card anymore. No, I, I think yeah. But again, the revolving door should be open. It should just be you should be able to just come up and go down. And clearly, like Street Profits have proven that they they were the wild card. I guess this week from NXT, but yeah. they didn't do anything with it. No, particularly. Yeah. Uh, so I think if you're going to do it. Do it for a match because doing it for like a backstage angle is just doing it for yucks is yeah. it just it just makes it feel pointless. I don't know. Yeah. Expect a fight says finally the pledge hammer has arrived. There Bianca Belair was impressive again. Yeah, and nice to hear from you, Expect a Fight. Um yeah, I, I think she is very good. When she like she was doing this press slam, she had her in the press slam position and just started squatting. Mm -hmm. But it looked like it required no effort oh, on, yeah. on Bianca's part whatsoever. She is married to Montez Ford. Could she be coming up with the Street Profits? Well, that's what, that's what oh, uh, Laurie said that? earlier. Oh, yeah. Cheers okay. mm. for, for listening, mate. No worries. Hey, I've got to interact with these lovely fans. Uh, Flint Mech says, Favourite detail of the show was Regal subtly grabbing his brass knuckles from his desk when Forgotten Son stormed in. Yeah. He's great. I, I just love the fact that he's got the brass knuckles on his <laughs> desk. It's such a nice little character touch. That, and there's a picture of Blackpool in the background. Like a really <laughs> lovely picture of Blackpool. So good. Gerard Meyer Jones, thank you for your donation. Jay Derizinski says Is Tyler Breeze the new vet who always loses to put over the younger guys? Uh, he hasn't won a match since returning. Yeah, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with that role. But I think you can certainly get him into a storyline. Though. Yeah, because he's he is so good. Mm -hmm. Like, and he should he should be used more than being the vet that loses all the time. Yeah, but then he was robbed in this one. You know, like it's not like it, th this loss wasn't his fault. Really, no. he was the match was interfered with. That's in, true. Yeah, in one way or another, and like, he did dispatch off the the era. Yeah, exactly. And he, he feels like he's in a feud with them, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, yeah. that that's a thing. Yeah, I uh, I there was a he was on. That was really well done. He was on uh, Ian's podcast with Fandango like a year or so ago, and he he just seems like some per one person who just wants to wrestle. Doesn't matter where it is, he just wants to wrestle. So I think it's a very good place for him to be. Basically, you're um, you're quite hip, you aren't you, Andy? Yeah. Because you didn't say the Edge and Christian podcast. No, you're you're too too short-handed for that. You've got to be the Ian's podcast. Well, yeah, oh. yeah, your WR podcast that <laughs> I would listen to every day. Uh, he doesn't call it a podcast anymore. He just calls it a listen jam, <laughs> an ear biscuit. <laughs> the big Big P. Uh, Personen says, let's go Brazil. Let's go. Football. Football. Oh, okay. Joshua <laughs> Lieberman. Soccer ball. Joshua Touchdown. Lieberman says, when will Orange Cassidy have his first match with AEW? Well, he already was in there. Uh... Yeah, he 
Flair has already had his first match. He was in the barrel. He's not signed with AEW. It was just, I think it was a cameo appearance. Mm-hmm. So, and it was just there to like, you know, pop the crowd. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. Um, it's, it, to be honest, with AEW, it's the sort of thing we don't know what this sports-centric thing yeah. means. If you want to like steer away from like really comedy, because he's a comedy wrestler. If you don't want comedy wrestling in your show, then you're not going to hire Orange Cassidy. No, true. I think I think it's... then again they have got a dinosaur there. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be sports-centric in that manner, is it? It's going to be present like given the sporting vibe. Yeah, it? definitely. And, be, and wins and losses. But definitely matter. be a very wrestling-focused thing. I think like until they get a weekly show, they've got so many other people who are signed to deal with and to give screen time to that someone like Orange Cassidy is going to have to wait yeah he's so good though. he is I has that always squid. been his love gimmick Orange Cassidy Sorry? has it always been his gimmick because have you ever seen him like wrestle a proper match that's what I've always seen him do yeah. I, I was watching it'd be interesting I, to see if he could do like a proper after well, he, he can do because yeah. he does like it, uh, as a match progresses he yeah, starts he doing starts like doing, you know yeah. the full wrestling but it's just the start of the match is the very sort of laxadaisical thing after Super Showdown I felt like I needed a palate cleanser so I, I fell into like a hole of watching Orange Cassidy matches in my uh, taxi ride home and I, I was like I watched him have a match with Gentleman Jervis, which was so funny. That's the one where they, they, he puts him to sleep and tries to put the, uh, okay. the, the pedal. Yeah, yeah, and then pin him. And, yeah. the, and the referees go out to sneeze while he's counting the pinfall. Like, <laughs> sneeze, don't sneeze. And then he, he sneezes and Orange Cassidy wakes up. It was so funny. And then I watched him. It was him and Session Moth versus Jordan Grace and Brian Cage. So you've got Orange Cassidy, lackadaisical Orange Cassidy, and Session Moth, who is just like a big ball of energy. Versus these two machines in Brian Cage and Jordan Grace, it was so it was so much fun. And then I watched the the follow up match of Orange Cassidy defending his title against uh, Jordan Grace. It was so good. It was amazing. Expect to f- fall asleep in a bear hug. <laughs> no, he didn't. It's all of his spots are built around him putting his hands in his pockets. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it, the bit that really tickled me that I was like, this is why I love this man, is he brought his title belt down to the ring in a backpack. So he had a backpack over his shoulder. He gets to the ring, takes under the backpack, pulls the title belt out. <laughs> so good. And I, I was like, right, where's his website? T-shirt, buy. I'm having one of those. Expector Fight says, who do you think would uh, take better of take better care of Velveteen's dream character long term? Heyman Bischoff or HHH? Whew, that's an interesting question. Bischoff's at the bottom of the list. Mm. Um, mm. He'd, he'd become Disco Inferno. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Triple H because he's kind of been there from day dot. So yeah. like, he knows where it's going. Yeah. Yeah, he's clearly got a plan for him. Yeah. I'd, I'd say Triple H in that. Jeremiah Jones, thank you, WrestleTalk, for being the best wrestling podcast in the world. Thank Seriously, you very much. love the channel. I've been a member since 2016. Thank you, thank very, you very much. much. That predates me. That predates when Everyone I knew room. about it, too. Um, <laughs> Zachary Marsh says, uh, love you guys so much. The best combo on WrestleTalk. Aww. That's a, that's a very nice thing to say. I, would, I don't personally but agree. Definitely but definitely not Randy. I, was say, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think he means me. Uh, Jeremiah Jones says, Also, I was thinking about if Deadpool was in Endgame. Imagine if Deadpool was screaming, trying to convince Ant-Man to go up Thanos' butt. Um, I could have done without it. But then again, I don't think Deadpool's very funny. So... Oh, I like Deadpool, but yeah. Limps. Uh, Tomo... definitely, he definitely belongs in his own universe. Yeah. Limps says, got paid on a side job today. Thought of sharing some of you, some of it with the WrestleTalk team. Cheers, Luke, Laurie, Randall, Keith, Datsun, Swaff Nation, Blake Ham, if he's still a piece of perfect piece of crap. Breezes, Steel, 
Steps bump was friggin' brutal. Really was. Yeah. That was a that was a great bump to take. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I just hope that it was like you know I think he's okay, but yeah. man, a little, little rough as hell. Mm. Caleb Maldonado says saw a video of kid being asked by not Renee Young a series of saw a this video. This is the CM Punk thing, right? Uh, that superstars catch for oh yeah, saw a, yeah yeah. So there was a kid in the in the crowd who they were like oh who's the best in the world and he just goes CM Punk when they thought he was going to say Shane McMahon. Yeah, of course. And why would you? Because that's not really what I associate with Shane McMahon. No, like, just but that's what they associate because he says it doesn't yeah. mean. That's his gimmick. He's the best in the world. That's mm-hmm. obviously the answer they weren't expecting. But I think I told the story on a, a show before, but was, uh, we got an email from Jaron Walker. At, um, I think it was the Raw After Mania. When they were doing that thing, it was like for the live crowd, and they like show up on the big screen, and they bring up people who've like, got their signs, and there's like, oh, what's your sign saying? And it's like, well, you know, I love AJ, or, you know, all mm-hmm. this. And then he goes to one person's sign, and it's a sign that says, is it too soon to boo Roman? Mm-hmm. <laughs> As quickly as they could cut away from it. Wow. Um, Trucker Idacrow says, did you see Ronda's new video teased coming back? Uh, I didn't see it, but I, I saw of it. I, yeah. saw it on, I, I saw of it on Twitter this morning and said she wants to come back to wrestling. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But when? Um, Jobber JJ. Yeah, well, you know, if that if that hasn't worked out, maybe she got bored of that. Yeah, I didn't take like, that. Like, it hasn't happened. What do you mean we have to wait until next month? Yeah, this hasn't start. This hasn't gone as how as I planned. And mm. uh, I'm just we'll go to Fox. We'll get some Fox money, and then yeah. we'll uh, then we'll and we'll buy it. a baby. <laughs> we'll buy one. Jobber JJ says, "Do you have a hero? Mine is Michael Schumacher. Who, for non-sports fans, that is a formula former seven-time Formula One." Uh, World champion. I know who Michael Schumacher who is? is. We, we, we grew up in the 90s. No, I, said for, I don't Schumacher mean for you. I meant for other non sports fans. Uh, he is currently in a very bad state. He had a very bad accident a few oh, years really? ago. So he has been in, in a coma for a very long time and oh, he terrible. may not recover, unfortunately. That's sad news. Mm. Um, I suppose uh, Mike Patton, Faith No More. He's like my favorite singer in the world. Um, so maybe he's a hero, I guess. I don't really aspire to be because I can't sing. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. What about you? I don't have any heroes. Don't have any heroes? No. Do you know who my brother's hero was? Don't meet your heroes. I, I stick by that. Don't have any heroes because then you don't have to meet them. Yeah, that's very true. My brother's hero when he was a kid and actually into his teens was Rolf Harris. Oh, that's I so know, brutal. I know. Was, can you guess what yeah. it is yet? Yeah, a crushing disappointment. Yeah, I know, he really was. My hero is Adam Pacitti. Uh, Zaim <laughs> Kazi says, oh. Hey guys, love from uh, Pakistani Canadian. I actually know another one of those. Um, do you think they'll Rag. send Yui, <laughs> Undisputed Era, to the main roster? So multicultural. And hold back to pay off. Look at him, he's basically a living metropolis. <laughs> Do you want me to read that one again? <laughs> yes, please. Um, do you think they'll send the Unspeeded Era to the main roster and hold back to pay off Gargano versus Champion? I, I don't know. I, I can... I mean, the, the, the fantasy booker in me wants to see Finn turn heel and join the club. And, yes. then, and then you do the club versus the Undisputed Era yes. for, for all of 2020. Oh, that would be so good. Yeah. Tim Arndt, thank you for your donation. Tomo, Tomo is back in with a very generous donation. It says, hello, Mr. Owen, Mr. Blake, and Mr. Datsun. Love watching the and listening to you guys every day. I also love talking to the members of the SWAF Nation, spreading love for all. Oh, it's very uh, nice of you. It's nice to have you around. Mm, we right. have some kind of regulars in the chat who like, always talk to all the kind of new yeah, people. And it's, it's very lovely. Very lovely. We've got a wonderful community. It really, really is. Genuinely and if you want to heart. join it, join Discord. We've got over 4,300 members. So join that and you'll get a, make lots of new friends. 
questions. Uh, Jeb Sonnen says, every time I watch Wrestle Talk, it's lovely time with the boys. I love Swaff Nation. Should we rename the Wrestle Ramble lovely time with the boys? Lovely, lovely time, time with the boys. Welcome to the post NXT lovely time <laughs> with the boys. Uh, uh, Jeb Sonnen, his um, suggestion for uh, Wrestle Ramble Extra, I'm trying to find it. I think it was Night of Champions 2009. No idea what happened. Uh, it was it's CM Punk versus Jeff Hardy as the main oh. event for the world title, um, but I don't think that's winning the poll at the moment no. because, um, unsurprisingly, it is uh, Invasion that is currently winning. Mm. I think it's the outwinner as well. It's got forty three percent currently. Wow, that's one of the biggest ever, surely. Jeb Sullivan's suggestion of uh, Night Champion two thousand nine. It's got four percent of the. Oh, points. keep going, Jer. Uh, Ziad Wawa says, uh, first time super chatter, long time watcher. Finally watching you live all the way from Australia. Boys, keep my greenkeeping job a breeze. Love you all. Green. Oh, that means you're working on a golf course. Mm. I'm playing golf with, uh, hats, with oh, Simon on Saturday. Stop talking about sports. Uh, Limps on says... This, sports yeah, sports entertainment. <laughs> Limps says, Luke, please do your best in the world for the SWAF Nation. Uh, God, it's so warm in here. Hang on, let me give a quick pass really out. It's really hot. I'm genuinely properly mind. sweating. I'm leaning forward because it's helping the water to run off my back. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I keep doing like a... I had a moment earlier when I put my arms and I was like, I think that was an error on camera. <laughs> I think I look like a right state. <clears throat> the best in the world! Shane McMahon. Mmm, Zach. Mm. Oof. Econ Lindner says, Shucky Ducky Quack Quack. Shucky, oh, I miss Shucky Ducky Quack Quack. We don't get that anymore on the old podcast and the Wrestle Rambles. That's an old, that's an old school reference. Um, Michael Domingo says, y'all think Kushida is getting the Shinsuke push? What's the Shinsuke push? Uh, lots of... Pushed uh, into a dark match on yeah. SmackDown. Ayo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> His musical changed to Japanese lyrics. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what a Shinsuke push is, if there is no. a specific Shinsuke push. Oh, well, could, well Shinsuke's, like, Shinsuke's push specifically was he came in and had an amazing match with Sami Zayn and had a series of squashes, didn't he? Mm. And, but I don't think Kushida's even having that because he's had a, some very good, uh, fairly fair matches with Drew Gulag. Yeah. And so they're, they're, I think they're doing they're doing a much more interesting thing with Kushida, I think, than the, the typical, this was obviously a placeholder squash type thing, but they're clearly building to this idea that maybe people from everywhere else in the company are going to turn up and challenge Kushida because yeah. they hear that he's such like an important sort of that's it yeah once in a once in a lifetime star. I love that idea as well, particularly if it's a name from the main roster as well. Like when it's Drew Gulak, it's like oh that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I know he's cruiserweight champion now, but it's still it's still that two hundred five live level. Mm -hmm. But if it was like a name from like if Finn Balor came to NXT to be like oh, I want to match with him. Yeah. You know, that I heard be, he's really I good. I heard he's amazing. <laughs> that would be great. You fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a time travel machine. <laughs> uh, Michael Domingo. Those aren't even real glasses. <laughs> it's just a drawing on wrist tape. I can see it from here. Michael Dominguez says. But which I am a real demon. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I did to annoy you, Randy. <laughs> Michael Dominguez says, which main roster should go back to NXT? Killian Dane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good, um, good answer. The rest of sanity. Yeah, the rest, Except yeah, Alexander so. Wolfe has got a good thing going on in NXT UK. So. Yeah, yeah. Eric Young. Renee Young. Uh, Robert Rude. says, It's odd watching you guys. I'm used to having you on in my pocket around three to four hours a week, but now I'm looking at your bald heads. 
Because uh, of the podcast, yeah. He's actually written bold heads, so maybe he thinks you have bold heads. Yeah. I'm guessing because you're a, a podcaster, not a podswafter. Mm. Um, yeah. That's, it's nice of you to join us on the live stream, actually. Yes. Thank you very much for joining uh, us. And for those wondering, I've just put the... Uh, fan discord link in the chat so you can join via that uh jobber jj says orange cassidy versus brian alvarez was awesome yeah i heard that was one of the best matches over mania weekend as well i I, that's that's what everyone said that orange cassidy was the standout from wrestlemania weekend Mm. like everyone wanted to see his next match i just think he's fantastic yeah he's just so good housemate simon sent me like a a documentary that someone did uh, about him and sort of comedy wrestling in general which Mm. i really need to check out but i haven't had a chance to yet Mm. Uh, Expector Fight says NXT versus NXT UK which title versus title match would you rather see Cole versus Walter or Baszler versus Storm uh, I'm Cole Walter, Cole Walter is yeah. where I'm going yeah, with that yeah definitely yeah I'd go with that as much as I love Tony Storm I think the Storm Zero is rubbish um, Jobbert JJ says Andy you are a legend for knowing who Michael Schumacher is we excuse me. We all know who Michael Schumacher is. He was a Formula One racer. No, no, you don't know his record. Um, and uh, he's added, Luke. If you want to know who he is, watch Spain '96 or something. But, uh, yeah, I, mean, I grew up in the '90s. Yeah, I'm, I'm well aware who he is. I'm pretty sure he had many video games based on his name. Mm. Wait, what? What? What's What's the name of your generation? Because I'm obviously we're a, millennials. Are we all so, millennials? Yeah, we all are. Okay, we were cool. born after 1980. We're born between 1980 and 2000. So we're right. all millennials. Okay. We're who the Daily Mail hates. Yes, but actually they're talking about we, the, we, they're talking about the generation after us. We're immigrants. We're ruining. <laughs> no, sorry, I got it wrong. I wrong actually, people the Daily Mail hate. Sorry. Well, no, they sorry. they they doubly hate me because I actually am an immigrant. Um, oh, filthy. Tim Arn says if Rhonda couldn't get pregnant with Travis, then she should try with Becky. Well, I mean, Maria thinks seem seems mm. to think it's possible. Yeah. Mm. Uh, did you see Becky's tweet when they WWE announced the pregnancy and she just said, you're welcome. Nice. Um, Expect a fight says, last thing for the record, I became a pledgehammer due to the Robert Rude music being played during reviews. More, please. Well, he's not on TV, so we can't do it. That's mm. true. Yeah. We've been cutting him out of the TV clip. <laughs> yeah. Um, Drugs Bunny and Aaron Shepard, thank you very much for your generous donations. And the last one for today is from Ziad Wawa who corrected me, he's not a golf uh, greenkeeper, he is a lawn bowls greenkeeper, which is very niche, Ooh, but that's, that's a, cool. a lot of fun. A My father-in-law of... plays bowls. My granddad mm. used to play it as well. Oh, do you know what? I went to watch it once when I was covering for the, for the newspaper. I used to, because I worked in a very old little village, and it's really quite fun. Just, it's, it's great. It's exciting, because like, yeah, you never know when a, a man, someone's going to get like get close to the work of that little ball's called. Yeah, the jack. The jack, yeah. There you go. It's very exciting. Well, I mean, this has been some uh, <laughs> thrilling bowls chat here yeah. on the NXT uh, podcast. But before <laughs> the, po- <laughs> the post bowls, lovely time with the boys. <laughs> Will you be watching Stranger Things 3 this weekend? Uh, I will see how much time I have. I'm a bit chock-a-block this weekend. so I might try and watch them tonight. Well, I'm going climbing uh, on Sunday in Stone Farm. So can we get some actual fun. boulders in East Grinstead? Wow! So me and the guys I go climbing with in the mornings. Gonna go out into the wild and do it. Wild, wild bouldering. Wild bouldering. We've done it before. It was fun, yeah. uh, but it's it's freaking scary. Oh yeah, is what it is. Say. Yeah, because you've got like harnesses and stuff. We've got mats. What do you mean mats? Like crash mats. Well, down below in case you yeah, fall. Yeah, so like if you fall, you land on the crash mat. How how high do you climb? Uh, <laughs> 
high. Oh god. <laughs> it's god. not that they're not that they're not that high. It's like um I think the walls are like four meters. They're still quite a big fall yeah. though. Like, so there's some of them some of them go higher than that as well, like the ones that are still classed as like boulders. Yeah. Uh which are not like the highest the highest wall you get in a bouldering centre, I think, is four meters tall. Um and that up up the top of that, even if you fall off, it's like it's perfectly safe to fall off, yeah. generally speaking. But it still feels like, oh god, I'll die. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't deal well with heights. Neither do I. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm an idiot. I've chosen the worst hobby. This is a terrible hobby. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's dreadful. Most of the time, I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> There's so many times where they're like, climb that, it'd be fun. I'm like, mm, it's awful. <laughs> mm, pass, pass. I'm, I'm all right. Pass. I'll climb yeah. the nice ones. I'll, I'll do. The, I'll do the ones I know. Yeah, I'll do the ones with the nice big holes. <laughs> uh, I also plan. To see, I can't watch it tonight. Oh, happy Fourth of July as well to our American friends. Happy birthday, America! Um, well done for beating them aliens. And um, I, uh, Will Smith, played a big part. I, uh, I'm going Maybe to biggest part. Well, well, Jeff Goldblum also played a very big part. Yeah, he just did science. He wasn't, he wasn't driving. Um, I don't know. I think that's debatable. I'd, I'd say science. that Jeff Goldblum did more. He was just the science. He saved the president. <laughs> president wasn't going to get out of there until Science. Jeff Goldblum did something about it. Well, that's it. The world would have fallen if the president had fallen. That's, oh, absolutely. That's what those all those films with Gerard Butler's about. Exactly. Like The president flew that jet pilot. Mm. That jet pilot. That jet fighter. He, they needed him at the end. He needed to make that big rousing speech. Mm. Bill Pullman. Um, anyway, uh, so I'm going to see Jaws tonight because it's mm. July 4th. going to see Jaws at the Prince Charles Cinema, which I'm very, very excited well, about. Going back to your old stomping ground. I <laughs> know. Twice wonder in one day. I wonder if someone fancies giving you a lift. <laughs> Twice in one day. I'm getting the tube this time. Yeah, I'm, not, oh, yeah. I'm not carrying any magazines. My, my wife said to me, I was like, we're going there tonight. Why don't you just pick them up on the way back? And I was yeah. like, they're going to be very heavy. Yeah. I don't want to carry them all the way up Tottenham Court Road. Get the tube home and then carry them from my house back to the tube and then go to work and then carry them from Stratford to the office at the other end. Mm. I'd rather just walk to Wardour Street and get a taxi. Yeah, that makes much more sense. Yeah. Um, so we're going to there tonight. Then tomorrow we're going to start our uh, Stranger Things binge. But I'm so into Handmaid's Tale at the moment. Oh. Love it. Season one. I'm nearly at the end of season two now. I don't. I don't watch season two. I've only seen up to season oh, one. It's good, mate. Yeah, I really so liked. Good. I really enjoyed season one. Yeah, good. Love the book. Stuff. The book's incredible. I did. So I did the book at a level, uh, and I did not get on with it. Mm. It was one. It was the book that I infamously on this podcast. I've told the story before that I I didn't read until past the exam. Um, I read the first chapter and I, was, I wasn't really getting on with it so I was just like I'm just not going to read it it's a good way to judge a book isn't it yeah, yeah pretty much yeah, one don't, chapter in some, chapters, judge a book some, chapter, some chapters are five pages long exactly I just I, I think we'd also read a chapter in class but I, I, I don't remember much about it but I still passed the exam so well, you know yeah. there you go Blah, blah, blah feminism feminism blah, feminism. blah, blah lesbian <laughs> yada, yada, yada mm, the end it's <laughs> <laughs> essentially what I wrote um uh, so yeah, so uh, I'm really into that at the moment. So I've got to try and juggle watching that, finishing up series two of that or season two, and doing season three of Stranger Things. Mm. And my parents are coming over this weekend. Oh. The utter bastards! So that's that's Saturday out commission, isn't it? Because yeah. they're coming first thing in the morning. They're going to be there all evening, and they're staying over. So that's all the Saturdays out. Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, probably also knackered out as well. Which means I'm not getting again until Sunday evening. Mm. You're going to have to divide it up. I'm going to have to. Three a night. <sighs> How many episodes is it? Ten? Ten, I'd have thought. That's what yeah. it usually is, isn't it? Three like, a night and then a Monday morning finale. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Thankfully, my uh, my wife's caught up on Big Little Lies, so mm. that does, we don't have to compete with that. I watched one episode of that season two, and I couldn't, couldn't be bothered. I had the exact same thing. We watched season one, and I was like, that was okay. Yeah, was I really, I really enjoyed it season one. It was like, uh, yeah. yeah. I like the framing of it. It's like all the people in the town hate them, and they get all the, the interviews, the police and stuff. I really enjoyed the, the, the minor mystery that was sort of at the heart of the show. And I liked the characterization of everyone. When you get into season two and it's just more of the same and a little bit like the fallout of season one leaves it in a weird place. And I'm yeah. just like, no, I'm not into this now. Yeah, I was in the same way. We watched the first two episodes of it and I was like, oh, I'm tapping out. Mm. I'm, I'm done with this. I've, I haven't got time. I'm, I'm re-watching The League of Gentlemen. Like, I'm much rather yeah. than just sit there I'm and watching watch Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, are you watching that? Are yeah. you? I've been, yeah. You can't download it, annoyingly. Mm. Otherwise, I would have done that for the, my tube journey. It's really good. Yeah, no, I've been really wanting to rewatch that. Um, Anyway, do you know what? Let's let's get out of it because we've got to get a show to prepare for. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. We'll be back on Saturday, myself and Pete Quinnell, to talk about something from the week in wrestling. Um, I hope a big story happens today yeah. or tomorrow yeah. to set up a video. Or just do which was better out of Raw and SmackDown. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's like the old days of the Wrestle Ramble. That's what we used yeah. to do. We used to do it as Raw versus SmackDown. I'll just do it this week. So I suppose we could do. There's nothing else big, is there? Is there any big stories this week? Mate. <laughs> I don't know. Not been paying attention. I don't know. But anyway, we'll, we'll work something out. And I'm sure it'll be a tremendous episode. Thank you so much for <laughs> listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Results still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic Autobotulinum Toxin A is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.